Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adam, Adam. Yeah, yeah, Paula, hey. Hey, can you see me up here? Paula. Do you see the red? I'm in a Santa Claus outfit. I see you up there. And I'm right, oh oh my gosh. You know, I don't celebrate Christmas in a religious way at all. I just love the Santa Claus story. You know, I I live alone now, but I still got a fire in the fireplace, and I'm (laughs) I'm, going to have some hot chocolate. And Right, so so what are you doing on the roof? Well, I just thought it's so perfect for a grabber. I couldn't let this go. So I'm in my Santa Claus suit, and I'm going to climb down the chimney. So Yeah, but am, didn't you just yeah, say... Wh- yeah, wait. Adam, Adam, just hold on yeah. a second. Oh, my God! <laughs> ah! Ah! Fall and roll. Ah. Drop and roll. Ah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I just... Um, Get that fucking tennis ball off me. Get, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo, leave Paula alone. She's on fire. Oh. Or smoldering now. Paula, oh. you said in, in, the, in literally in two sentences, you said you had a fire roaring, and then you yeah. went down the chimney. Yeah, I just didn't put it together. I just, you know, for me, it was two separate images all together. Oh, Jesus. I got to say, I did not know that those Santa suits were that flammable. Yeah, yeah that, the fucking <laughs> sleeve just went up. You went up like a torch. Up. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how Santa does it. I don't. Uh, Well, he waits till the fires are out, for one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's got to be something magic in it, because that guy should be cinders after all these years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whoa. Well, it looks like you're feeling you've got, you're kind of in the hard holiday spirit right now, Paula, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm in like a, I'm in a holidays. I'm in, I would say maybe second degree burn yeah. holiday. <laughs> most spirit. of those, yeah. most of those are not even second degree. That's, I would yeah. say about sixty percent of your body is covered in only first degree burns. Yeah, yeah. How about this part here that's bubbled up? Is that supposed to yeah, be that, like no, that? Yeah, no, that's is close. That... that could be third. That could be yeah. third. That that's was right beautiful... near where the furry cuff was on the on the Santa oh, suit. Jesus, like a. Just like it was like yeah. I like it had lighter fluid. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my it god. Ma- Wait a minute. The cat's just lick don't lick that. Oh, 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 oh fucking yeah. sandpaper tongue. That's, oh. go- that's gotta hurt. Oh. Yeah. Okay, why don't you get the show started? Cause I think I'm gonna have to call uh 911. Yeah. I think so, hey, yeah. Drink plenty could- of fluids, Paula, okay? Okay, that's a good idea. Coming to you live from our houses in Los Angeles, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, the holidays are here once again, and you know what that means. The jingle of sleigh bells, the laughter of children, and the soft pitter-patter of Paula and Adam reviewing a new Christmas movie. And ho, ho, 
holy shit, what we've got in our bag for you this year. None other than Lindsay Lohan's new holiday-themed rom-com, <laughs> Falling for Christmas. She's got amnesia. You'll wish you had it, too. Come, join us by the fire, and we'll tell you a holiday tale that will make you so excited for the days ahead. Specifically, January. <laughs> Felber, this show's head elf, working long into the night in my workshop so that all the good little boys and girls will receive a clean, shiny, coherent podcast. And now, please welcome the renegade reindeer who raids the eggnog supply and haphazardly drives the sleigh into the fog banks of conversational confusion, and whose catchphrase is, oh yeah, pull the other antler, buddy, it jingles. It's Paula Poundstone. <laughs> Hey. hey, you guys. It's a, hey, uh, Paula. Merry it's a, Christmas. You know, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Bonnie, Adam, and uh, Tony, and Julie, wherever you are. <laughs> What's the matter, Paula? You seem like you're verklempt. No, no. I, you know, it's, it's natural at the holidays to miss people that aren't with you. Uh, uh, you know, even if you wouldn't miss them if they were with you, you get the idea. Um, yeah. Adam, you know what? This is our Christmas show, and I would like to take this time to give our listeners a little a little stocking stuffer. Uh, hey, before you do that, do you want to thank the people who've helped us out, particularly our house band tonight? Adam, Adam, this is our Christmas show, and what I'd like to do right now is give uh -huh. thanks to tonight's house band, Jacob Miller on the saxophone. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob, for riding the sleigh all the way to our show to provide uh, music. Thank you. Now you were going to give us a stocking stuffer. I would. I'd like to give our listeners a little stocking stuffer. I really like Christmas. I like the lights. I like the music. I, I love classic Christmas movies. But not one Christmas season that I have ever experienced looked anything like a Norman Rockwell or, or the Waltons or, or the picture on the cards or the calendar. Those are made-up ideas. And the disconnect between those made-up ideas and reality can make you feel like such a loser. And I want everyone to know that you are not alone. Christmas is just a day. Take the part that you enjoy and discard the rest. I've told you this before, but here are the happy chemicals in the brain and what triggers their release. Dopamine, known as the reward chemical, you get a hit of dopamine from eating food, from achieving a goal, from completing a task, uh, and, and from self-care activities in general. Oxytocin, uh, which is known as the love hormone, uh, you get a hit of oxytocin from socializing, physical touch, petting animals, helping others. Endorphins, which are the painkillers, you get endorphins from exercising, listening to music. You can watch a movie sometimes and get endorphins. And of course, laughter gives you a good shot of endorphins. Serotonin, known as the mood stabilizer. You can get serotonin from sun exposure, from mindfulness, from being with nature, and from meditation. And so to all of our listeners, our, our, our nobodies, keep those things in mind and, and use them. Yeah, and if you want to use them all at the same time, maybe... No, no, that you can't use them all at once. You will crash and burn. You will OD. You know, there are, yeah, no, you, got, you, can't, you can't socialize and physical touch and be in the sun and exercise and watch a movie and laugh and achieve a goal and complete a task and self-care. You can't do it all at once. No, don't. <laughs> wow, Paulie, that, you know, that is a stocking stuffer. You stuffed our stockings full of information about naturally occurring mood-altering hormones. You know, I recommend to people really throughout the year that they sing a Christmas song. And the only reason I say sing a Christmas song when you're, you know, really struggling, the only reason I say a Christmas song is generally speaking, we know the words to Christmas songs. I'm telling you, you cannot sing Have a Holly Jolly Christmas Without smiling. It's like uh, my kids used to think I was making this up, but you know the thing where you pretend like you're eating, uh, you're taking a bite of a slice of lime? 
and it makes your mouth pucker? Yeah. So my kids always thought I was pretending. It's not pretending. I don't know why, but the brain works that way. You pretend to take a bite of lemon and it makes your mouth pucker. It just happened. I just did it. Isn't that amazing? And in the same way, if you sing, uh, I don't care how depressed you are. If you sing, have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. You meet. It, and by the way, I do that. I actually do. Not only sing the song, I say hello to friends I know and everyone I meet. And it really bothers people. Uh, well, but- you know, I have to say that lyric has always bothered me a little bit because say hello to friends you know makes sense. And the next couple of words expands that to be everybody on the planet. Yeah, everyone you meet. Yeah. Yeah, so why yeah. even bother with the friends? It should be have a holly jolly Christmas and as we walk down the street, say hello to everyone. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. some of it has to do with rhythm and rhyming. But, uh, oh, but yeah, the, probably. But, you know, the point is the same. The point is the same, which is that, you know, when you sing aloud, even by yourself, it does make you feel better because it's one of the things that makes you feel better. I agree. And I would add to that, if you can, sing with a group of people because there's just nothing like it. And study after study has shown it. It just does something to your brain because you get community, you get the rush of creating something together, and there's something about a lot of voices raised up together. Also, when a group of people uses a battering ram, where yes. they all <laughs> yes. they all grab on to like a log or, you know, something big and, you know, heave, ho, and then just write, you know. You know what, Paula, you're so right. Let me just send out that special message. If you're out there and you're a fan of our podcast and you are a barbarian or a Cossack or, you know, part of the Mongol horde and you're <laughs> yeah. laying siege to a city this holiday season. Yeah, we still know, love you. We, we love we you. We love you. And don't just sit around the fire by yourself. No. Pick up a battering ram, go to the yeah. gates of that castle and start swinging it all together. Such a sense of, of community. Uh, community, yeah. 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 <laughs> Paula, I, I, I'm a little scared about what's going to happen next because I'm about to um, throw things to commercial. And then you, oh. you know how when you go to bed on Christmas Eve and, you, and, and you're hesitant to even go to bed because you're so excited about what's going to come next? Yeah, this is kind of this the opposite. This is the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. This is, this, is like, this is like we can hear the battering ram at the door. And who's manning that battering ram? Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm gonna, we, I got to do it, Paula. We're going to rip off the Band-Aid. I'm going to throw it a commercial, and there's nowhere to hide. When we come back, you know what we'll be doing. All right. George Carlin said, the main reason Santa is so jolly is because he knows where all the bad girls live. Does former bad girl Lindsay Lohan find her redemption in Falling for Christmas? Our review is next on... Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. God bless us, everyone, and God help us all. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort 
and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. <laughs> and your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux, and I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your sleepy time pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know... Every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? 
They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing. They cut out the middleman. That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. The detective came and knocked on the door and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. <laughs> The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof wherever you get your podcasts and follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? And we're ho, 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 we're back. And thank you to house band Jacob Miller spreading Yuletide cheer one tune at a time. Hey, Paula Poundstone, you know what it's time for. Woo, the hairs on my head are standing up, Adam. Well, here's what happened, everybody. Uh, at the very uh, end of November, uh, Netflix released one of its new holiday films. It was called... Falling for Christmas, uh, starring Lindsay Lohan, and wouldn't you know it, it's become a massive hit on Netflix, one of their top-grossing first weekends ever, and it's in the top ten of movies on Netflix, no matter however they measure that. Wow. Is that true? Yeah, it's a huge success, and uh, oh. wouldn't you know it, Julie Bracobian and Tony Anita Ho, um, I think Tony already watched it, and they thought it would be great for our annual um, Christmas movie review to be that brand new holiday classic starring Lindsay Lohan. So are you ready for my capsule uh, summary of it, Paula? And then we can yeah, get into yes, our review. Please. I'd, like, I'd like to relive what I saw on screen through your capsule summary. I'm going to try not to say anything judgmental. I just want to give you guys the plot. Here we go, okay? Yeah. Lindsay Lohan is a rich, spoiled brat who doesn't seem to have any discernible skills or know the value <laughs> of anything. <laughs> And in Falling for Christmas, so is her character. Sierra <laughs> Belmont is the heir to her doting father's giant ski resort. And one afternoon, she and her influencer boyfriend, Tad, get involved in a weird skiing accident and fall to opposite sides of the mountain. The accident, by the way, is caused by the Christmas wishes of a singularly annoying little girl and a creepy Santa Claus figure who will haunt my dreams forever. Anyway, Santa's magic blows Sierra off the mountain and sends her hurtling headfirst into a tree where she's found by a handsome single dad, Jake Russell, who runs the struggling, wholesome North Star Lodge nearby. Sierra soon discovers that A, she has amnesia, and B, whoever she used to be, that person's only skill was falling a lot in hilarious fashion. The next hour of screen time is a nonstop barrage of tired rom-com and Christmas movie tropes as our heroes fall in love, learn valuable lessons, endure musical montages, and somehow manage to steal the endings of both It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street while simultaneously helping me to reenact the Grinch because thanks to this movie, I now hate Christmas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's about where I stand on this one, Paula Poundstone. I'm going to open the bidding at Lindsay Lohan sucks. Paula? I'll tell you something. During most of this movie, I was just trying to decide who to blame. There is literally no emotional chemistry in the entire movie. Uh, and that's almost statistically impossible to do. Is it the screenwriter's fault? Is it Lindsay Lohan's fault? The love story is contrived. 
the comedy is forced. I found myself blaming Robert Cohen Ritchie and Lillian May Pretzel. And who are they? They're Tina Fey's great-grandparents on her father's mother's side. And you blame them for this movie because? (laughs) Because Mean Girls was such a funny movie. And it clearly left Lindsay Lohan with the impression that she can do comedy. But if you recall, Lindsay Lohan wasn't the funny part of Mean Girls. This kind of deception often starts with the writer's great-grandparents on the father's mother's side. Any film critic knows that, Adam. Ask Leonard Maltin. So somebody should have served those people tainted cheese a long time ago. This would never have happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't argue with you, Mrs. Culpepper, on that one. Uh, it's a, it, it's it, a it, calumny. What's happened? This, this Lindsay Lohan film is a calumny. Adam, I, I have a little story to tell you. When I was a kid, my family was on a car trip from Massachusetts to West Virginia to visit my grandparents. I was in the way back of the station wagon. And I, I had a candy necklace. Do you remember the kind? Um, these candy discs with a hole in the center were strung on an elastic string. Oh, yeah. So to eat them, you had to bite them off. And I, I don't know why. I was in the way back of the car. I don't know why I did this. But unfortunately, I bit one in half and shoved it up my nose. I, I thought better of it quickly, and, and I tried to pull it out. But each time I tried to pull it out, it only forced it further up my nose. I worked at it for quite a while because I correctly knew I was going to take a rasher if I had to ask for help. But by the time I told my father, I had forced that candy way up my nose. I tell you this story, Adam, to demonstrate that I know forced. Every bit of this movie is forced. Oof, yeah. The love story, the the pathetic comedy as you said, the Lindsay Lohan character starts out a spoiled rich guy's daughter who is actually dressed by a staff who follows her through the hallways of her father's hotel to serve her every whim. And after her tumble off the top of a ski mountain, she has amnesia. But her pampered character remains. She has amnesia. She doesn't, she doesn't remember where she lived or what her name is or who she knew. But her pampered character remains such that the hospital staff wants to get rid of her, which is why when Jake from the North Star Inn, he's the one who took her to the hospital, ends up talking to the hospital staff and talking with the, the Lindsay Lohan character and offering her the chance to stay with him or stay at his inn, that is. So she goes to stay at the inn that Jake owns, and Jake is a widower, hence the annoying child. That's all the rage now in these rom-com movies, particularly the Christmas ones, is the single dad. He's already proved he can be devoted to a kid and to a woman, and yet there's nobody there for him. It, you know what? A single dad, I find, even when I go through the airport and I see dads taking care of their kids, it's heartwarming. Maybe because we've seen that not happen so often, but there's something about it that is appealing. I understand why they... Use that. Why they keep using it, I I question. Anyways, the inn that she stays at, the North Star that Jake owns, was in his wife's family and given to her and him by her since-deceased father. So this, this inn was bequeathed to Jake and his original wife, Carly, before the father died. Um, Jake is not much of a businessman, and the inn has been teetering financially for years. Any viewer can see with their own eyes where at least half of the inn's financial losses stem from. There is so much Christmas shit in that inn. Decorations. Jake has personally grown the Chinese economy by leaps and bounds. Xi Jinping has a picture of Jake over his desk. Jake's birthday is celebrated as a national holiday in China. There's, It's all... Chinese made Christmas crap at this yeah. inn, and it is everywhere. At this point, the, the, the Le Chivre guy cuts a hole in a chair and ties Daniel Craig's uh, James Bond to it and swings a rope with a knot in it under the chair repeatedly where it beats James Bond's balls. It was really hard to watch that part. I feel like you might have switched away from Falling for Christmas to watch I had the to. famous torture scene from a James Bond movie where, yeah, where I, it, I, it's nothing but <laughs> pulverizing Daniel Craig's balls. Yeah, I had to. It was so much easier to look at than this Lindsay Lowe 
and movie. Understood. Uh, but I want I want our listeners to know that you don't have to watch Daniel Craig's ball torture um, to oh, watch you do. this movie, although it's far less upsetting than the movie yeah. itself. I think I think you're going to need that valve, that safety valve. Uh, at one point, Lindsay Lohan finds another Christmas ornament in a drawer in Jake's desk. And instead of confronting him with the clear shopping Jones he suffers from, she asks him why it's in the drawer. And he has some sad sob story about how he and his deceased wife, Carla, chose it out together. And then she got sick. So he keeps it in that drawer. Anti-vaxxers everywhere would say that Carla died because she bought that ornament. Because clearly that thing causes cancer. Um, <laughs> there were, as you point out, uh, homages or perhaps one might say blatant ripoffs of many good Christmas movies in this holiday abomination. Damn you, Robert Cohen, Richie, and Lillian May Pretzel. The community comes together <laughs> to give Jake money for all he has done for them. They even move and clear a table. Just like they did in It's a Wonderful Life. Like when the community members start to come to the inn, they move a table over. And everybody steps forward and says like, well, you pulled me out of a snowdrift. So anyway, so you're right. There's that It's a Wonderful Life ending, you're thinking, where everybody in town is like, I, 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 we wouldn't be married if it wasn't for you, Jake. And everybody gives checks. You get your It's a Wonderful Life tearjerker ending, followed by Jake's mother-in-law, who still works at the inn, saying, well, that's not nearly enough. We're still in the same place we were before that happened. Yeah. I think what happened, the writers read how many pages they were into the script, and they went, fuck, we peaked too soon. And so they, yeah. they, they had to dive back in. So that was the It's a Wonderful Life place. Then, of course, there's the trying to save the inn, like in White Christmas. Jake's kid makes a wish with that weird Santa Claus you referred to um, for her dad to get married, like in Miracle on 34th Street. And there's yep. a snow globe that gets used for no particular reason, like in the the Santa Claus. There's even a Lacage full uh, reference uh, homage in the end when Lindsay Lohan's manservant from her father's hotel hooks up with her pre-amnesia fiancé. Uh, Whoa, right, I, and they go riding off together. I, I couldn't stop laughing. So funny. Yeah, it's funny when men get together. Yeah, turns out they're gay. Same-sex couples, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, I couldn't breathe, Adam. All alone, laughing so hard. Then Dith Pran slips into the water to hide from the North Vietnamese communists and a ton of skeletons and decomposing bodies float up. A and Paula, that didn't happen in Lindsay Lohan's Falling for Christmas. You put on a different movie, didn't you? I switched over to The Killing Fields because right. it was Which is, yeah. easier, <laughs> easier to watch. A uh, lot easier to, to watch. So, so, um, so to, to recap, have the, the ball torture scene from the Bond movie and just The Killing Fields ready in case you need an escape valve to, you know, find your smile again. During yeah. viewing of oh, definitely. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, you don't, because you can't go this alone. Um, of course, uh, Jake and the Lindsay Lohan character fall in love. And at one point, despite the fact that neither she nor Jake could possibly be less interesting, I mean, they are bland, bland, and bland. Uh, I think she actually says to him, I don't think I've ever met anyone like you before. I mean, you wouldn't, how, how, you couldn't possibly know if you'd met anyone like him before. They're not memorable enough to know. Yeah, but that was her point. That was the romantic import of the line is that even though I have amnesia, you're so awesome, I would remember if I'd met him. And by the way, he's not that awesome. He's no. so meticulously crafted as the wholesome lumberjack type that he's completely uninteresting. She, you know, she might be terrific. In fairness, she might be terrific. Not in this. And again, who knows exactly how many things went wrong to make this toxic sludge of a movie. So after, the, you know, they fall in love, uh, John Voight was tied to a tree by his neck with a belt. And a guy was carving a knife into his chest while <laughs> another guy raped Ned Beatty. <laughs> Now, now, uh, now, Paula, I, can I cut in one more time? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that moment is actually from the extremely disturbing uh, film Deliverance. Yeah, I had to switch over. 
uh, I yeah. just had to switch over because understandable, this, totally because understandable. Falling for Christmas was so bloody fucking painful to watch that watching this deliverance rape scene just kind of took the edge off, huh? Yeah. I'll yeah. say this: the middle of the movie, you know, after she decides to stay there and they start hanging out and having a good time together, doing Christmas activities where they're kind of like falling in love and looking at each other a lot and falling in the snow together and looking at each other and not kissing. That's the kind of thing that in a well-made romantic comedy, that part is supposed to last about five, ten minutes. And that was, I would say, at least a third of the movie. Yeah. And then after that, um, Jack Nicholson was on the table and they put like the greasy shit with the tongue depressors. They put the greasy shit on the (laughs) side of his head and then they gave him the electric shock. And for our listeners, once again, that's not Lindsay Lohan's Falling for Christmas. It sounds like Paula switched over to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. I, I had scene. to. I, I had yeah. to. Because no, this no, no, thing, no. Nobody could blame you. This thing was making my skin crawl. This was so hard to watch. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, anyways, uh, here's what I want to say. Merry fucking Christmas, Robert Cohen, Richie, and Lillian May Pretzel. <laughs> May you spin in your graves. Okay, now, Paula, everybody has heard what we had to say about the movie, but they haven't gotten our thumbs up or thumbs down yet. And what we're going to do is you and I are going to cool down, uh, maybe watch the toll booth scene from The Godfather to sort of get us back in the Christmas spirit. And uh, when we come back, you've heard our review, but can you guess whether we're going to recommend Falling for Christmas for your family viewing? Well, we'll fight our way onto your departing airplane to let you know how we really feel when we come back. It was an abortion, Michael! (laughs) The Cat of the Week is Junie from Eugene, Oregon. Hey, it's just me, Paula Poundstone. I don't want to bring you down by reminding you of why we need to laugh, COVID, but we do. Laughter could be practically prescribed by a doctor climate change. And there's something about the shared (laughs) emotional experience of being a part of an audience that makes the laughter that much more powerful. Kids, 99% of the time when someone types LOL, they're lying. You don't laugh out loud at stuff when you're alone. You acknowledge in your head that you think the thing you're seeing or hearing is funny. Depression. That's why television (laughs) shows use a laugh track. By the way, it was only recently that it dawned on me that the Flintstones couldn't have had a live audience. Loneliness. I'm not saying that I'm the only one who can provide this healing laughter, Trump, but I am saying (laughs) you need to get it somewhere. And it happens that I work in theaters all over the country. Nuclear war. Go to paulapoundstone.com and see when I'll be at a theater near you. Parallel parking. Listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. I'll try to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertained. <laughs> this this month is wow oh, oh, oh maze why do you say that supercharge it <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen i feel like explaining a little bit more in 60 seconds i don't know maybe i don't bring attention to it. assuring people like look if you listen you're gonna get it just give it give it time that's a good promo just listen to it give it time you'll figure it out is this the promo right now isn't it okay i think we got it where have you get podcasts <laughs> The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light. 
I highly recommend you check out Conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism. And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it. I, I do. They're, they're fascinating, and my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven science. Science? And, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven yep. science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesus fucks. Get ready for the miracle of mega a comedy podcast from the staff of a fictional mega church. And, and not only does he f- but he's the best at it. I'm Holly Loren. And I'm Greg Hess. Our characters, Hallie and Gray, welcome a new guest each week, played by some of the biggest names in comedy and podcasting. Like Scott Aukerman, Lauren Lapkus, Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, Cecily Strong, and Duncan Trussell. I just love to think about that, the light shining down on all those corpses in the water and Noah just going by and maybe, maybe a mom being like, please, we're running out of energy. Can you please let us on the boat? It's completely improvised, and it's devilishly funny. Is there any question you have for us about, you know, what it means to live a life in Christ? I guess, how much do you think is bullshit? There's a new episode every Sunday. Listen and subscribe to Mega, wherever you get your podcasts. Best I ever had. Best I Y'all can do it. Y'all can do it. Y'all sing along. We, you know what I'm saying? Go, Jesus, you the best. Jesus, you're the best. You the best. Jesus, you're Jesus, the best. You the best. Oh, okay, best never mind. Best I ever had. Best wow. I ever had. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you, Jacob Miller. And boy, Paula, what is there to say that we haven't said already about Falling for Christmas starring Lindsay Lohan, who seemingly uh, rejuvenated for this one. People are calling it a big comeback for her because, as you know, she's had a lot of hard years between, you know, Herbie Rides Again or whatever that Herbie movie was and Mean Girls and and now. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, I wish her well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me if people should see this movie. Okay, uh, Paula Poundstone, it's that time where you and I give advice to our listeners. Should our listeners, Paula Poundstone, by your estimation, be watching Falling for Christmas this Christmas season? Absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah. I I agree. Then that's two thumbs up. See this movie. <laughs> Heartwarming. Oh, my gosh. So clever. Uh <laughs> Well, that was fun. Hey, nobodies, if you have a question or comments or you... Uh, hey, wait, wanna... wait, 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 Adam. I thought at this special time of the year, Adam, yeah. I thought it would be fun to share some trivia about the making of classic Christmas movies. Uh, oh. By the way, you know, with any luck, this Lindsay Lohan thing will uh, will not be considered a classic Christmas movie. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it would be fun to share some trivia about the making of classic Christmas movies. For example, um, here's something that a lot of younger people don't know, never felt in their lives. Like my kids, for example, don't get this. Now that kids can watch any show at any time, they really don't understand the excitement we felt about the annual airing of the Bass Rankin Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Do you remember when TV Guide would have the grainy black and white half-page ad telling you what night it came on? We would get so excited. It, it actually created like sort of behavior problems at school. I mean, the teacher had to sort of calm everybody down the day that Rudolph was airing. It, it heralded the whole season. It was very, very exciting. Anyway, most people know that Burl Ives played Sam the Snowman, but what they don't know is that Burl Ives actually got frostbite being inside the snowman and had Wait, to miss... What? Yeah. And he had to miss a day of shooting while he healed. Um, he got frostbite on his like on his ch- cheek. Uh, he tried to soldier on, but it it, it actually affected from being inside a claymation puppet on fake snow. No, no, no. He was inside the snowman. It was made of snow. Sam was a snowman, and yeah. it, 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 it the cold affected his articulation on the silver and gold song. So. Right. Uh, you know, he tried to continue shooting, but they had to take it because he was 
And they said, yeah, that's not, you're not any. That's a terrific Cheap. piece of um, trivia. Yeah, here's here's another one. Here's another one. Okay. Will, okay. Will Ferrell from Elf. God, I love that oh, movie. Delightful he, Christmas classic. I'd rank that one just below Falling for Christmas. Ah, uh, Will Ferrell took growth hormones to make him so much bigger than all the stuff at the North Pole. Um, that's how they did those scenes. Uh, was it just they grew? They grew Will Ferrell. He has some joint problems now as a result. But in, in an interview, I heard him say he knew the risks at the time, uh, and he thought for sure it was going to be the beloved Christmas classic that it is. So he just did it. So thank you for your. Sacrifice Will Ferrell. Kind of like Robert De Niro gaining weight for a role. Remember, yeah, yeah. So remember how Bob Newhart played his dad and he sat in Bob Newhart's lap and he kind of crushed him? That's because of the growth hormones. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Will Ferrell. Um, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the, the classic black and white uh, film. Uh, remember the drunk Santa in the parade at the beginning of the movie and Maureen O'Hara fires him? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that was actually the real Santa. I'll bet, I'll bet you didn't know that. The real Santa? Yeah. And Maureen O'Hara fires the real Santa. He was drunk. Oh, so, so, the, so the Santa who appears later is not the is real it, Santa. No, that's a fake Santa. That's a fake Santa. It was quite a shakeup in the Christmas industry because the real yeah. Santa. Uh, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's an interesting piece of movie trivia because that actually assumes that the movie was more of a documentary and not a work of fiction. Well, it's a, you know, there's a lot of truth in it anyways. Uh, here's one from the movie White Christmas, as you know, one of my favorites. Uh, hey, you love that movie. I do. Remember the scene during World War II when the Army unit is having this Christmas celebration at the front? That's the first time we hear Bing Crosby sing White Christmas. He uses the wind-up music box for accompaniment, um, and he's entertaining the troops right at the front of the, of the war. Um, that was actually shot in real life at the front, and Hitler was in the way back row of the audience. He must have snuck in and out. It was only in recent years that film buffs have noticed the back of his greasy pate. You can only see the back of him, and it's only for a second. Uh, some so they shot that at the actual front. Yeah. The, and the, the, Hitler, the Western front in World War II. That's correct. And Hitler was there. For just a few seconds, some historians believe that Ava Braun was just out of the shot. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, when General good. Waverly's jeep pulls up, uh, Hitler ducks out. It's okay. extraordinary. Uh, they would obviously have killed him if they knew he was there, um, yeah, but they didn't. Whether they didn't. or not it was for the movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people only found out. I mean, really, only recently did somebody notice. Uh, say, hey, that's that's the back of Hitler's head there in White Christmas. Um, also, later <laughs> when they have the Christmas show at the inn and they open the big glass kind of garage door window wall thing, and there's a beautiful, you know, snow. The snow's coming down outside. Well, that yeah. snow uh, drifted into. I mean, they should have known better. That snow drifted into the dining room. Uh, causing irreparable damage, and the inn actually had to be closed. Oh, uh, well, that's, after that's that. tragic. So, yeah, it was, that, that it was really sad. That doesn't look that real, but um, yeah. No, it is. It, it is. And okay. what's really sad about it is they had saved the inn by all those people coming, and then uh, you know, and then they were let's they were irresponsible leaving yeah. the window. You know how many right? And uh, also, yeah, that'll here, ruin everything. Here's one more little uh, piece of trivia about the movie White Christmas, which is uh, Mary Wicks got death threats for ruining Bob and Betty's relationship. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Paula, thank you for all that great movie trivia. It's the, I mean, it's if, if Lindsay Lohan hadn't done her part to get me into the Christmas spirit, with that trivia, I am now completely ready to take on these holidays and even, even eat those dishes that I have to pretend to like every year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just, I, you know, once I learned all this stuff, I just feel so grateful to Burl Ives. Um, for the risks that he took, and the yeah. and the and the fact that you know that he stayed that extra day uh, allowed that healing so that he could sing the silver and gold song properly. Otherwise, it was just <laughs> yeah, it would have sounded terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. All right, well, nobody's. If you have any questions or Yuletide greetings that you want to send our way, that's nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail dot com. And hey, Paula, what's going on in your Christmas time Poundstone Empire this holiday season? 
Adam, we at Poundstone Industries, also known as Lipstick Nancy Incorporated, are looking forward to a year of laughter. So far, my tour schedule for the first half of 2023 includes theaters in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, Redwood City, Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, Plymouth, New Hampshire, Morristown, New Jersey, Hartford, Connecticut, Poughkeepsie, New York, Fairfield, Connecticut, Englewood, New Jersey, Annapolis, Maryland, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Viroqua, Wisconsin, Skokie, Illinois, Toms River, New Jersey, Wilmington, Delaware, Port Washington, New York, and Walla Walla, Washington. Go to paulapoundstone.com, click on the tour tab, Find out when I'm going to be near you or near a friend of yours. Plan a night of laughter with friends. You're going to need it. The Republicans are taking over the House. That's PaulaPoundstone.com. And to piggyback on that, this holiday season, getting ready for the new year, I want to thank all of our nobodies out there for making this a better year than it would have been without you by a long shot. We love you guys. We love when you visit us on our socials. We love reading your stuff on air. Nobody listens to Paula Pounce. wouldn't be half as much fun without you. And this Christmas, you're our present. Thanks so much. Hey, remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's free. And if you want to know more about some subject or topic, let us know at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And that is our show. We're hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. And we want to thank our house band, Jacob Jingle Bells Miller. Yay. Our show is produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Julie Berkobian. Edited by Vic Lowry, Starburns production by Land Romo. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me, a premier internationally used transcription service. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com to receive an expedited service. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Yeah, it's uh, oh, boy. Yeah, it's that's amazing. that that frostbite will do a number on your cheek. Yeah, he was he had, he, had, he, had, he had to he scream was, to get out of that costume too. That's oh god, yeah, he was he was packed. Yeah, he, you know, remember how smooth Sam the snowman was? I mean, they packed him in there. You know, they because to get the snow to. You know, to stay round like that, they, uh, uh, they, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. You know, if you get a hold of the special super deluxe edition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, soundtrack album, which came out recently, you get to hear the Burr Alive Silver and Gold with Frostbite and then him begging to be let out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. I'm going to have to take the day off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Susie, can you get me the fuck out of here? I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> I can't feel my toes, and that's not just the diabetes. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Oh, fuck, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'll be fine. I just have to heal this uh, frostbite on my cheeks. Um, <laughs> these are all such... Just this Christmas show alone, Adam, this will be part of our Christmas memory forever. We should make a rom-com about it, Paula. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's a really good idea. I know. We could do one where we have to go off and look for Tony. Yeah. At first, we don't want to be together looking for Tony, and I don't like you, and you don't like me. And then somewhere along the way. Along the way on the journey. We, yeah, I love yeah. that. We could call it a very nobody listens to Paula Poundstone Christmas code, <gasps> the search for Tony. That's a great idea. We can get Lindsay Lohan to play one of the reindeer. One of the reindeer who've had some work done. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Star Bands Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.